Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, the podcast that helps you improve your family-owned retail business. My name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner, and with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I am your host, as always, Steve Cook. Today, my guest's name is Derek Michaud. He is the CEO and founder of Shelby Row Productions. Shelby Row Productions takes the challenge of publishing a podcast out of your hands. They provide services for audio and video editing. They make audiograms, videograms, transcribe, cover art, and many, many other things. Shelby Rowe also has a podcast called Pod Logics, where Derek hosts a show talking and uh, trying to help podcasters create and produce a show. Derek, thank you for being on and welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I, and I appreciate you reaching out and inviting me onto this show. It's nice to not have to pitch and try to <laughs> ask people to be on their show. So when you, when you, Instagram direct messaged me. I was all in for it. So I appreciate it. It's refreshing every once in a while to get somebody reaching out to you, huh? Yeah. It's like, all right. I feel special. Heck of a deal. Yeah. I, uh, I saw, I stumbled across your uh, Instagram page, which led me to then your podcast, of course, um, and uh, listened to a few episodes and was like, man, that's, that's interesting just listening for my own uh, pleasure. But the reason I was wanting to have you on is because I think a lot of businesses here in the last, seems like few months, I've had a lot of uh, business friends and people that I know talking to me about wanting to start their own show for business reasons, just trying to mm -hmm. you know specifically attach it to their business and make it as somewhat of a lead generator. Have you been seeing that uh, a lot lately in, in your world as well? Absolutely. You know, people are starting to really understand podcast as a marketing arm mm. or a marketing branch or whatever you want to call it. Um, not just buddies hanging out. You know, the old joke was like the kid downstairs in his mom's house with Cheeto dust fingertips on a podcast. Like that's kind of used to be the, the, you know, back in 2000, gosh, 10, 11, 12, you know, that's what podcasters were. Right. Um, but now, yeah, it's a viable marketing tool it's more and it's more than just trying to get downloads and and maybe maybe monetize no it's it's a way to strengthen your place in your industry and mm -hmm. for me what i feel like is best about podcasting is the absolute networking power that it brings because if you're doing a weekly podcast and you're doing a new interview each week within your space whether it's health CEO, executive talk, whatever your podcast is about, whatever industry you're in, think about all the people you're making, uh, meeting and the relationships that you're making. Yeah. That can, if that brings in a couple new clients to your business and you can tell it was directly related to your podcast, that's your monetization right there. You know, so, and people are figuring that out and they're truly buying in on it. And, uh, and it's good to see. I've seen that as well in our uh, in my day to day business. I guess you could say um, we sell horse feed and horse supplies. Uh, 
has nothing to do with this podcast, of course, but um, we ha- I have a show, uh, I kind of like a YouTube show, I guess you could say, um, called Steve's Horse Show. And one thing that I've uh, seen people at the surprise um, is asking people to be on my show that is not a customer. They actually feed uh, from a competitor or something similar to that. Have you seen the that in your um, experience with podcasts as well that you can ask somebody to be on your show and establish a relationship with them in that way? I've seen that is almost as much or more powerful than asking people that are already customers of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I recently started interviewing more producers, mm-hmm. right? so more lateral guests instead of uh, podcasters about how they handle that podcast because early on i wanted to talk i started with clients you know sure. brand new podcast you got some client can you do me a favor <laughs> <laughs> yeah please. can you be on my show my episode one with zero downloads you know so um and then you start breaking into i started inviting in podcasters and then i rolled into bringing in producers because now it's like if our audience is podcasters let's let's let them listen to two producers talk about things oh and that's when that's when it started clicking for me about building those relationships for me. Um, even though we offer the same services in a way, we're, I guess, you know, we're all, the producers are all in this together, but sure. we're all doing our own thing, whether they're still solopreneur-ish, more coach, uh, strategist, or people like me that have like a team that's more production flow and systemizing. Uh, that can build referral partnerships and, and, mm. and really... And then help each other, you know, like I, I, I might meet a producer that is teaching me something right in real time as I'm interviewing them, you know, and he might learn something from me and that, that helps our businesses separately too. So I'm not sure if that's where you're going with that question. Yeah. I, I don't know if I answered it right, but yeah, that's all good advice, man. Um, just yeah. the guest, the guest potential in general, whether you're asking customers, hopeful customers, future customers, if you will, uh, vendors or, or can even somewhat competitors. Uh, I think that the guest potential is something that a lot of people don't think about when they say, I want to have a podcast. They're thinking of just the people listening, but there's so much yeah. potential to the people that you're talking to on the other line as well. Oh the, yeah. It's, 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 it's so powerful that networking, you never, that person might know someone that needs you. Yeah. Very good point. You know. The main audience that I try to appeal to is is people that are in family businesses and people that are in specifically family retail businesses. And I, those are the people that I've been hearing from a lot that have been saying, you know, I want to start a podcast or uh, I want to start, you know, some sort of marketing, use it for a marketing channel. Coming from that lens, um, from, you know, what you do in your business, what do you think some of the biggest pitfalls are that a business would go into this? Uh, they would come in, you know, eyes wide open, maybe go into the podcast world. And uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen businesses make getting into a podcast? Make a mistake. Number one, they think it's easy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, and, and they don't understand how much work it takes, even when using a producer like myself that handles a lot at the end of the day there's things i can't handle i cannot and what we don't some production companies handle and help with booking that's not our lane sure and i'm very upfront about that so now the host has to think of the guest has to book that interview spend time researching and preparing believe it or not it's it not as easy as you would think 
I mean, right. that's, you know, that's, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. The, and then the 45 minute to 60 minute real time interview that takes time. Okay. Um, and then delegating it to your producer. Okay. Now that your role is sort of done there. Um, if you're doing your marketing, cool. Now I give back all these assets to you, Steve, I've given you your finished edited episode, your videograms, audiograms, and we can explain what those assets, I guess, if you want later, but now it's back to you. It's back on you, Steve. How are you going to push that stuff out? How are you going to market it? So what I find, um, and can be quite frustrating being completely honest is people come in hot. I want to do all of these things and they like, Oh, wow, this is uh, a lot of work, you know, and it, and it, and it's frustrating as the producer because, um, you get a lot of burnout and people just like, I can't do this. And you're so at their then mercy. what happens is, yeah. And so what happens is they come in strong and they do a weekly podcast, which is the ideal model. Hmm. Uh, and then it turns to biweekly and then like, I can only do one a month and then taking a break <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, and then, you know what, I'm only going to podcast when I'm inspired. Well, talk to you later. Cause you're never coming back. You know, like I know that that means <laughs> that's like working out when you're inspired, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, you know what? I'm going to only do pushups when I'm truly in Zen and ready for pushups, you know, like, so, so come in with realistic expectations on the front end. Let's see. Let's not even think about the networking and, and how you can use it as a marketing tool. That's important and you'll get there, but please come in realistic with realistic expectations on how much bandwidth you have. All the hosts out there listening and wanting to use their podcast as marketing or interested in starting one, just be real with yourself and how much time you can truly commit to this new part of your business. Cause it's inevitable. You've just added two to five hours a week to your, to your bandwidth. Can, if you want to do a weekly podcast, it's just is what it is. So come to terms with that. And if you feel like you can't do that, then all right, maybe on the beginning, let's do every other week. Let's do a biweekly podcast, not as ideal as weekly, but it's a good starting point. It gives you more bandwidth to kind of get used to it. You're, if you're doing that for a whole year, now you're talking about 26 guests rather than 52. That's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. It's a huge weight lifted. So I would say, number one tip, sit down and really be real with yourself. How much time and effort do you want to put into this? Stop focusing on the awesomeness of having a cool podcast and all the things you can do with it and, and all the fun things you want to talk about and all the smart things that you know. That's all good. You need all that, but... <laughs> Be real and set honest expectations. Let's say that uh, perhaps you and I haven't already talked somebody out of wanting to do a, a podcast so far in this episode. <laughs> I'm, and, not doing, uh, I'm not doing my business any service. They haven't, <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't turned it off yet because I completely agree, man. It's it's a ton of work. Um, and, and of course, there's parts to it, just like working out or just like in any business or whatever that are incredibly enjoyable. But yeah. um, there is a ton of work to it. But let's say somebody is, uh, hasn't turned this episode off uh, so far. <laughs> And they're still listening and they say, you know, okay, that's great. I, I understand this is going to be a lot of work. Where do you start? Where does somebody start? So you want to, you want to find the sort of the, what I call the who, what, why, how, and where, 
uh, basically your story, you know, and there's better strategists out there that really are more in tune with that side of things. But, but on a, the simplest form, you, you got to decide not only who you want to talk to, but what do you want to talk about and who are you, Steve? You know, so you're telling your audience uh, who you are, what this is about, why you're doing it, what kind of problems you're trying to solve for people, how you're going to do it. I'm going to do it by talking to other industry leaders, or I'm going to, I'm going to help you with this by giving you the best advice, you know, whatever it is, how, uh, and why you're doing it. You know, the, those details are important. So then you can f dial in on who it is that you want to talk to. Uh, that's number one. And then once, and then once you get that vision down and, and that at, at the, and at the beginning, this is going to change. This could completely change 10 episodes down the road. Sure. It's hard to really know. Like, then you, you start realizing, you start getting in front of a microphone, and now you want to start recording some episodes, and you're like, oh, I actually want to talk about this other thing. I'm more passionate about that. Okay, you can make that change, but let's flip the story around. So now why do you want to talk about that? What are the problems you're solving? How are you going to help people with it? So it's that messaging that's really crucial. And then after that, it's, you know, now you're just piecing things together. You need a cover art. So you need to, before you make a cover art, before you give someone a few hundred dollars to make a cover art, well, what's the name of the podcast? Mm. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> so those, now you're just starting with like the little details. Come up with a good name. Don't call it the awesome podcast. That does nothing for you. <laughs> you need to narrow it down a little bit more, you know, um, so try to have, a punchy um uh punchy name that kind of explains what this is going to be about and then a good tagline is always helpful to kind of really then three to Describe four it tagline. Further. yeah and then make a nice little cover art for it um and then you want to write your description now it's a longer form of the who what why where and how record a trailer if you already have equipment we can get into that whole thing that's a whole other ball of wax there but let's say you have your little recording setup that you want to use and it's good to go well then now sit down and write and just record a trailer so this is just another bio if you will now it's even more extended you went from a a, a, a snappy podcast title to a nice little 500 word description bio and now you're going to talk for five minutes and talk to the audience that you don't have yet but pretend that you do going into more detail on the who you are. So it's Steve, you sit back and somewhat you of a, a funnel basically um, is what you're saying. You know, the, the title of the episode tells you a little bit, the description tells you a little more. And then the trailer would mm -hmm. tell you, you know, it's almost a, a funnel that you would go down to see if you're even interested in listening to this yep. podcast. Cause they, they can get to your trailer. Now they're getting to know Steve hmm. uh, in the hearing your voice and, and, um, and then on a production level, that gives the producer, like myself, the file. We need the cover art. We need all that text, the the description, uh, in order to syndicate you, mm. meaning we push you to iTunes and Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everything. Uh, and then at that point, you need to sign up for a host platform. And now we're really starting to dig into the weeds. But those are the developmental stuff at, at the, the base, most basic form. But the 
if you're working with a higher level strategist, they're digging deeper and where where can we be placed in the podcast space and, and research and brand identity and all that stuff. But um, those are high, that's high level stuff. But those are the things you want to think about. Uh, and then once once you're launched and you're published and you are a podcaster then you got to start thinking of that production flow and content flow and, and what it is that you wanted to want to do. So as far as let's say that somebody makes it past all those steps and they, or perhaps they've already been going with their podcast, where do you see a lot of pitfalls and a lot of mistakes that people make as far as the actual editing and the producing of the podcast goes like kind of where you sit? Mm -hmm. Do you think that people have a lot of mistakes around guests or solo episodes or, or something similar to that, that, uh, could make either make their life easier or it could perhaps make their show sound or look a lot better. Great question. You know, and there's a lot of variables in that. So let's say, um, for example, let, I'm going to use you for an example, Steve, and the topic for this second here is, um, how you opened up this episode. You had an, a very flattering intro for me. I appreciate that personally. That's just between you and me. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you you set it up for the listener. You know, within seconds, the listener knew who you were talking to and who they're going to hear, and what Derek is and what he's about. There's some, there's some situations where you I've seen it in real time with guests with podcasts I've guested on where they just come in in conversation and giving no context to what this is. And mm. it was five minutes before I was even talked about and introduced. So that I don't want to say that's my ego here, but think of in terms of your audience. You, for five minutes, your audience had no idea what that episode was about. Okay, You're they giving the them title, context. Yeah. So um, be better at that, hosts. And, and what Steve did... I mean, that's, that's it. You know, it's just a quick little look up your guest's bio and just do a quick in real time intro like that. And that's, and that's it, you know, and it makes a big difference. It sets the tone. Uh, as far as editing, you know, there's, there's two arguments, you know, there's, you know, keeping it real and natural <laughs> and organic or editing it. So, uh, and there's arguments for both. And I'm, I'm more closer to the organic side of things or the far end to the other side is what's called scrub editing, where you're going to take out every blemish, every fill a word, every, um, every, ah. Uh. okay. So if done well, it will still have a flow. If not done well, your episode will sound choppy mm. and no one wants to hear that. Plus we're all human. We all talk with filler words, you know? So, so it is, natural so if you're having interviews and you want to have it very conversational and, and 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 genuine it's okay if you leave some filler words in it really is you don't have to over edit where the the real editing is when you sit back and you watch or listen through the the interview you just did and you want to shave time you want to tighten it up you want to go from 60 to 45 minutes uh that's probably important cut out the fluff cut out you know, some of the, you might, you might know in real time too. I'm sure this has happened to you, Steve. You ask a question that you were like, 
that was that question probably didn't land well and the answer certainly doesn't land well and it's not a bad thing but it's it's something that's not going to serve the audience at all so then okay well there's five minutes we can take out yeah that's the kind of that's really the kind of editing you wanted to really focus on is more content slash contextual editing don't go crazy and spend an hour taking out every filler word you're, you're killing yourself on that it's just t- taking too much time so um those are just a couple things that i feel like are definitely important and that people um you can overthink the editing mm-hmm. you can underthink the the first two minutes of your podcast <laughs> yeah so it's funny you say that i actually did that this morning i i recorded a podcast this morning with a lady and i asked this long i thought it was going to be like my best question and uh <laughs> you know i have i have a certain amount of anchor questions you know three four questions that i kind of want to get to to just kind of give me some uh yeah. ways to direct the conversation and uh I, so one of them was like one of my main questions i asked her she said I don't really know what you mean by that. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it went into a two or three me- minute deal of me trying to explain what I meant by the whole yeah, question, yeah. which, which, uh, things like that could be, uh, taken out, I guess, of, of the majority of podcasts, because like, I think what you're getting at is it doesn't provide value to the listener. Right. And, and if, if it takes two minutes off, you, you find a few moments like that in your podcast. Now you made, something that was 60 minutes and okay down to 40 minutes of awesomeness and it's Mm. just really more precise so that's important too but i will add to what you just said i I like i like the term you said anchor questions i never thought of it in the terms of anchor i would say one more thing to any host out there is there is a there's a sweet spot to preparing for your interview Mm. Mm -hmm. don't over prepare get your anchor questions do a little research go to the, your guest's linkedin page and 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 find their website that's all you need to do uh and then you'll find out which is i can tell what you did for me steve and it's and it, that's you know and it worked out you gave the audience everything that i do but give yourself some flexibility to zig and zag it's absolutely crucial you have to kind of just in real time feel the interview and where it's going and if an answer sparks another question in it that's the next question even make a note to the side if you feel like you don't want to forget it don't yeah that's why i have that i keep a notepad yeah right don't just be like okay let i have to force this next question even though i have a follow-up to that nope that's that's not next in line no go with it and if if you have five anchor questions and the only one you asked was the first one and you had a great interview that's that's awesome that's a good thing because you're in real time, really just starting to feel the flow with the other person. People feel that. Audience feels that. And um, But have that anchor in case you get someone, and I know you've experienced this too, Steve, short answer people. You know, So you can ask a great question, and they give a good answer. They, they have it for you, so they give you that value knowledge. But there's not a whole lot of chit-chat behind it to yeah. keep it going and you're like okay question number two <laughs> so yeah. you you want to be prepared for that you want to have that backup but a, a it's good almost scary when you yeah it is <laughs> like yeah. when and, somebody and, doesn't you know or they just have a two second deal i've experienced it the most derek i don't know if you've had experience with this but with people that have a background in radio 
Um, you know, I think they're like, they're used to getting in certain amount of thoughts in a certain amount of time. And, uh, I've, I've interviewed some people that have a background in radio and I'm just like, dude, I got four questions here. What about in 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're really, they know how to encapsulate their thought and just punch it out. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's a good way to put it as far as, yeah, that's what they, they have to do. The radio personalities out there have to make sense quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't, and they don't usually use filler words. They're trained broadcasters. So on an editing front, you don't have to edit those people. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You just don't, you know, they, they're, they're good. <laughs> yeah. So what have you seen as far as a business is concerned? Um, and clearly you, you have done this in your business. So I know that you agree with the model. Uh, your, your podcast is about podcasting and, and mm -hmm. things around podcasting in general. So of course you believe in this model, but clearly there's a difference between just having a 20 minute commercial for your business and actually providing value to the listener. Where do you think the fine line is between providing value for someone and they didn't even realize that you were in the business that you're talking about and mm -hmm. having a 30 minute commercial. Have you, what have you seen that works really well for businesses or perhaps, you know, some of your customers that do this really well? Your business should almost never be mentioned. Mm. And I, I never uh, in conversations with some of my guests on my, on pod logics. Well, we're talking about podcasting. So obviously part of my story is what I do. So it does come up from time to time, but first and foremost audience, what do they need? And then if you have a guest, the guest is the highlight. The guest is the rock star. You just feed that guest and make them look amazing and let them talk about their business as much as they want to. So that's kind of the hierarchy, but it's okay. Your listeners are engaging with you. You're the constant in each episode. So you want to give up your personality. You want to put it out there. You want them to know who you are and part of your story and part of who you are is the business. So Steve, you would talk about your business. It's okay. You know, but, um, but don't hit it, you know, square in the nose with every, you know, every 10 minutes you, you break into a new offering your business has. And like, that's not, it's not cool. <laughs> if you, know? you mentioned pricing, you've gone too far. <laughs> right. So the, the and so and right, exactly. And so and then the no like trust. So Steve, people know you, they start listening to you, they like you. And then they're like, Well, I trust this guy because he does know what he's talking about. And he brings on these awesome guests. And you know, and so through all that, they understand, oh, Steve's got it together. So I want to I want to work with Steve mm -hmm. without you th giving them a 30 minute infomercial. <laughs> and it's incredible yeah. how that works out that it's never the people that sell the most. It's, it's so counterintuitive that the more you sell, the more it turns people off from wanting to do yeah. business with you, which is so counterintuitive, but just trust the process. <laughs> yep, Absolutely. Like there's a lot of uh, big brands uh, now, like Ford has a podcast. And I can't remember the name of it. Oh, wow. But they're not talking about wheels and ball joints and, and new models. It has nothing to do with vehicles. It's, it's a podcast that's kind of twisted and like how to find your brand in the marketplace, hmm. but it's just sponsored by Ford. Sure. Branded. So it, you don't want to, it, it's not a Ford commercial. So the, it, you know, the, even the big guys get that. 
So, Derek, in, in preparation for my final question, I, I do want to thank you for being on for sure. Um, but secondly, I want to thank you for uh, the information that you put out. I've followed you on Instagram for a while now. Um, the information that you are putting out for free, you know, you're not, you're not doing what we're talking about. You're not uh, trying to sell in every post or sell in every podcast. Um, and especially from your podcast, I've learned uh, quite a bit. I believe there's a guy, uh, Travis Brown. Um, is that mm -hmm. sound right? Is that his name? Uh, that was yeah. one of my favorite episodes that uh, you had done um, around, you know, some of the, the different nuances to podcasting. Um, so in preparation for my final question, I just wanted to mention that and thank you for that. But what I typically like to do for the final question is ask somebody if, if they were talking to someone that's just starting out in business or perhaps that's been plateaued in their business. But um, to that person, I think especially in if someone is looking to start a podcast, if someone's looking to produce a podcast for their business, they would be at a point in their life probably that their business has already started and they're looking for ways to get over a plateau. And mm -hmm. you have a wide experience to come at this question. Not only are you a business owner, but you're also, <laughs> you know, helping the podcast space. Um, mm -hmm. But so answer it from whichever angle you'd like, but what would you say to a person that is perhaps plateaued in their business and they're looking for, they're stretching and reaching for something to, you know, kind of jump drive their business and, and get some more marketing out there and try to, try to promote their business a little bit better? Great question, because now you're tapping into my true passion, and that is being an agency and how I've built my business. You know, I can talk for hours about podcasting and being your producer and all the right practices like we did, <clears throat> but this is a podcast about business, so this can kind of run a lot of parallels to no matter what industry you're in, as far as how my story is. So um, I plateaued. I was a... Uh, freelance audio editor starting in 2018 I found upwork.com um, mm. I'm sure everyone knows about it and I saw this crazy demand for podcast audio editing I was like I can do that <laughs> um, and it was a side hustle to all kinds of other side hustles I had and and because I know we've spoken pre-interview here I've you know I was a musician for a while and and you always need other jobs <laughs> when you're a musician so <clears throat> it was another avenue to earn some income get to work from home work virtually it was great well you know that little side hustle got a little spark to it and started a little fired you know and it started growing and i was like wow this is cool and i ran with it and i, I kept following that path finally something was kind of clicking so i just kept learning and getting better at it <clears throat> to the point where after about 18 months i found myself in this place where I can only edit so many hours in a week. Um, I can only raise my rates so much. Uh, Steve, I wish I could go from $30 an hour to 500. That'd be nice. Um, and then I was now growing, so I was getting better opportunities with better clients, but they needed more than editing. I couldn't offer everything they needed. So I was losing that opportunity because they didn't, they just wanted to deal with one person that could handle it, whether it was, me solely or maybe a team behind me. So that's when I was like, all right, I changed the mindset. I went from solopreneur to small business, um, having no idea how to do it. So key number one, don't be afraid, take a chance, try it. 
Um, started an LLC, hired one editor, and instantly began the journey that I, you know, and two and a half years later, I went from uh, that one guy to having one editor with maybe maybe $15,000 of revenue a year. <laughs> it was just like, it was this weird place where I, it was a hustle. Two, two and a half years later, a team of 16, six-figure generating company. So the, I guess the lesson in that is if you really want to grow, sometimes you have to you have to take less on the front end to then grow. You need, you can, there's only so many hours in a week you can do what it is you do. If you're a solopreneur right now, you will max out. You you have a ceiling and you will hit it. So what do you do to get past that ceiling? Well, I'm a big fan of building a team, building people to not only take stuff off your desk and open up bandwidth so now you can be more CEO, but then increase your offerings. Instead of one service, offer five services because you've brought team members in. And they can be contractors. They don't have to be full-time W-2 guaranteed 40 hour a week people you don't have to get the, you don't have to jump to that just find there's amazing entrepreneurs out there that would be more than happy to make a hundred dollars a month from you if that's all you need them for they're down with that they're a freelancer they're 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 an entrepreneur they're they're trying to stack clients themselves so there's so many people out there that will do awesome work for you in all these different fields so so build a team for bandwidth and build a team for better offerings. Um, and then you're, and now can I, can just, I can just speak for my world and podcasting. I just started getting clients that embraced that because I, they knew that I could give them all the assets and all the full production they needed, but they liked the fact that it wasn't all me. They felt more security because they knew they were dealing with a business that had a team of professionals. So they're going to get quality on a timely basis, consistent basis. And that was by, that's to, to this day, one of my biggest selling points is I'm not just a loan producer here. I'm a business. Yeah. So that can help you too. Um, so that's kind of like my story and I, how I came to be. I think that's the most frustrating thing that uh, I hear from uh, acquaintance entrepreneurs and people that I know that are business owners that you know the solution to their problem is they're doing everything and the solution to that problem would be to hire so that way they can do more and mm -hmm. a very extremely common is oh, well i can't do that because i can't afford that and i'm like dummy mm -hmm. you knew that this was coming for oh. years or months or you know it's not right. like this is a surprise that to hire somebody it's going to cost this much it's incredible how many people don't make that jump because they say well it's expensive to hire people i'm like either charge more or start saving, you know, don't get your lifestyle to the, to can the I, deal. Go ahead. Can I jump in? Can I jump in and give the audience a formula? Hit it. Cause there's a formula to change that mindset. If you hire someone, you technically are getting a raise. You're technically making more money. And, he, and here's what I mean. So for math purposes, let's say uh, a client pays me a hundred dollars. Let's say, Steve, you pay me a hundred dollars to edit your episode and it okay. takes one hour to do. Okay. So that's 60 bucks. Awesome. But it took me an hour to do it. I hire an editor, $20 an hour, and I give it to the editor. So now I'm only making $40 an episode, Steve. I just took a pay cut, right? Mm. No, 
what how much of my time did it take to task your podcast to my editor on the front end back end like the whole the whole flow the whole cycle of the episode i've probably emailed you two three maybe four times a couple dropbox files let's max 10 minutes maybe let's just say 15 minutes so do you want to make 60 dollars in an hour or 40 dollars in 15 minutes give me 40 dollars in 15 minutes all day long because mm-hmm. what that really is is 160 an hour now that's your value you didn't make 160 an hour. You made forty dollars and fifteen minutes. But now you're—that's your value. Like you're—that's what your new worth is. And what you, what you do with that remaining forty-five minutes is key. Get on it and get another client, and you start stacking. So, on the very front end, when you when you assign that first, again, we'll talk about podcasters. Pretend I'm talking to a bunch of producers right now. The minute you assign that first episode to someone. Yes, your overall revenue just dipped a little bit. <laughs> okay, it did. Yeah. And so you get that next client, and now you're in the re- you're in the block again, and now you're profiting. The ceiling is lifted. There's no more ceiling left. So you need to change your mindset. Paying someone to do something for you is not losing money. You're buying time, and then your value increases. So now it's, you know, so now I have a bunch of clients where I make forty dollars for fifteen minutes. So that goes now. I mean, you have scenarios where you can be making two hundred dollars an hour, you know, and and because of that extrapolation, you know. So that's the mindset I always try to t- teach people is you gotta you, in order to to grow, you gotta buy buy time, and what you do with that time is what makes you grow exponentially, and and then you can't. And then you get to a point where like you can't hire people fast enough. Like, who else can I hire? What else can I do? Bring them in, you know. So that's how I look at it. That's an incredible way to look at it, Derek. Um, I appreciate you bringing that up, and because I, I like I said, that's one of the most common things I hear is, um, you know, I can't afford it. But uh, switching that mindset is is a, a a great way to think about it. All of this talk about employees has got me stressed out. I don't know. I got twenty or thirty of these guys running around so uh it's made me uh stress out wondering what's going on so uh, i'm sure you're the same way you've got uh people running around and uh you've got to get back to so thank you so much for being on the show i appreciate your uh, unique perspective around podcasting and uh if anyone is interested in um, podcasting of course they can visit your website site in my show notes um, that i'll have linked below awesome and uh free consultations 15 15- minute consultation so you'll see right there on my homepage. go there if you're interested click it you'll get a calendly link grab a spot and let's meet awesome thank you so much Derek. thank you steve